and welcome to episode nine of Buy Pumpkin. I got a level with you guys. I kind of forgot I had a podcast. Um, it's 9.35 on a Saturday night and this is supposed to be up on Sunday morning and I am just now recording this because I forgot that I had a podcast. Last week I didn't do a podcast because um, it was a holiday and I took the week off for a bunch of shit so I didn't want to do this either and I also ended spelling tea last week. Yes, it's been over a year and I've decided to let it go. Um, for a number of reasons, mostly because it was the right time. That was it. It was the right time. If you want to hear more about that, you can go to the last episode of Spelling Tea. It's on, um, it's over on the Patreon, which link I don't remember right now, but hopefully you do, because I can't imagine that you listen to this podcast and you didn't know about Spelling Tea. So, um, so yeah, like if you want to hear more about that, it's over there, but um, I just felt like it was a time to go. The girls, Molly and Nicole, were really awesome about my podcast. They let me do whatever I wanted to. I was the smallest um, show on the network, and they just kind of let me be myself. And they were really awesome to me when I said I had when it was time to let it go. So now I have one podcast, if I can remember to record it. And people have asked me if I think that I'm going to give up on Buy Pumpkin. I was like, well, I don't really think of is giving up on spelling tea. I felt like it was the right time to finish it. Um, and I think that I'm going to do Buy Pumpkin as long as it feels good to do so and people enjoy what I'm doing. And right now people do enjoy it. So hmm, let's leave it at that. Uh, last, last time I had an episode, I had Kara Berry on. She's awesome, and we had a lot of laughs, and we recorded it twice because I'm stupid, and I forgot to record it the first time. But then she had me on her podcast, Everybody's Business But Mine, and we talked about marriage at married at first sight and what we can do to fix the show. So please go over there and listen to that episode. I think it, it came out last Monday, I believe. So go hear me over there. Also, today I finished... So Troy McGeady of the Smush Room Podcast, did a five-episode arc on Beyonce and Jay-Z, and I didn't want to listen to it. Not because I'm some, like, big Beyonce fan, because I'm not. I can't name all the albums. I don't know the songs. I don't even like most of them. No, that's not true. I do like her music. Just, I'm not a stan. I'm just not. I don't care what her and her kids are doing. I don't give a fuck if who Becky with the with the good hair is. I don't care. I just really, I do enjoy when she does a show and I enjoy when she, I enjoy her, her latter albums because I think that they are real journeys and yeah, I got no problems with her, but I didn't want to listen to it because the thing about Troy is no matter what subject he does, he, he speaks about them in such nuanced ways. He always gives me new perspective. I always walk away from those, from his episodes thinking, oh, I didn't know that. Or you know what? we should be nicer to Pam Anderson, like shit like that. And I just knew that listening to those episodes was going to change me in some way. I know that sounds like real melodramatic, but I, I just felt that way. I just felt like, well, one, I was afraid that he was going to be like, back in, in 2000, Matthew Knowles killed Beyonce and assumed her identity. That's been Matthew Knowles dancing all this time or some shit like that. That's, spoiler alert that's not what he that's not that didn't happen but um today I didn't really have anything to listen to and I had like a lot of like 
I was putting up curtains and doing shit like that and watering my lawn. By the way, guys, you know that commercial where they talk about you buy a house and you become like an old lady or whatever? Yeah. Except I became an old white man. All I do is water my lawn and worry about how much things cost and look for cracks in my foundation. I wonder what the neighbors think of me. I'm just out there in my robe watering the lawn at all hours of the day and night. Anyway, I did a lot of shit to do. So I um, needed to listen to something. And I listened to five episodes about Jay-Z and Beyonce. And it was really good. Troy had a lot of great things to say. There was plenty of shit I didn't know. Because, you know, I don't, I don't be getting all involved in that shit. And just really good stuff. And I think he did a really great, I don't know. I think he did a, he did a really well-rounded five episode arc I just I thought it was great and Troy is great and if you haven't listened to it I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you haven't gone to listen to that go listen to it it's five episodes it's great now that I've promoted everyone's podcast but my own <laughs> I want to also remind you guys that I need reviews I don't read the reviews but other people do and I need the reviews so that other people who are like what should I listen to come upon my little podcast and go, this is what I should listen to. So please leave me a five-star review. I'm assuming you're subscribed, but if you're not subscribed, be subscribed. Um, subscribe other people and make sure you follow me on Instagram at Buy Pumpkin Podcast. okay? All right, so now that all the business is done, let's talk about this episode. Now, technically, since this is episode nine of Buy Pumpkin, I should be talking about episode nine of Flavor of Love. But I'm not going to. Because you know why? Episode 9 is a fucking recap show. I hate recap shows. I fucking hate them. They assume that we the viewers are goddamn idiots. They throw in like two or three clips that were too boring to be in the first um, at the first time on the episode. And then the rest of it is stuff we already saw. Why the fuck would we watch an episode like that? Recap shows are not for viewers, they're for uh, fucking advertisers, so you can have more episodes. That's what they're for. The only recap show I, I will ever give props is Community, when they did a recap show that was full of new clips. <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious because I'm slow, and I was just like slow to catch it, and I was like, Dude, I've seen every episode of Community. I don't remember this. What about this? Shit, did I miss a bunch of episodes? That's the only one that I'll give props. The rest of this shit, it's bullshit. Even the Golden Girls recap shows, I hate those. Fucking hate them. I'm pissed. And so, like, I feel like, oh, let me tell you something else I just found out. On goddamn Twitter. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's okay then, princess. And that's also my personal Instagram. And kind of boring, but it's where I'm talking most of the time on Twitter and Instagram. I just saw on Twitter that Mario and Luigi are twins. I wish I could see my fucking face right now. What? What? Yes, I know there's such a thing as fraternal twins. Still, I'm saying, what? I thought Luigi was the older brother. Now, when I started playing Mar when I started playing Mario games, I was a literal child. 
So that might have been a child me, like being like, he's taller. <laughs> he must be older. I don't know, but I always thought Luigi was older. I still remember where I was when I beat, when I saved a princess for the first fucking time with Super Mario Brothers. I was at the Youth Activity Center, which we called the Yak. And like my brother had beat it weeks prior. And this boy in my neighborhood who I didn't really like, but he always had like chocolate. He had Nestle Quick and he had a game pad. Do you guys remember what the fucking game pad is? For those of you who don't remember, it was basically a, ple- a piece of plastic with sensors in it that you lay on the floor and connect to your Nintendo. And on those games where like you like track and field or whatever, you'd run on it and you jump like. <sighs> anyway. I was essentially hanging out with him because he had a fucking gamepad and Nestle Quick. And I would go over his house all the fucking time. And I was telling him I was having a problem beating, like, saving the princess. And he offered to save the princess for me. And I was like, I, f- I was torn because I was like, I want the princess saved on my Nintendo. By the way, we had two Nintendos in our house. My grandfather has always loved my older brother more than anyone because he was the first child. My mom had him when she was in high school and my grandfather thought of him as a son and he bought him a a Nintendo for like Christmas one year. And then my brother refused to let anybody play with it. We could watch him if he was in a good mood. If he was in a good mood, he would open his room door. My brother's like a year older than me. He would open his room door and allow me and my younger brothers to sit on the carpet and watch him play. If he was in a good mood. If he's in a bad mood, fuck it. He's not doing it. So like a birthday later, my parents bought the rest of the family a Nintendo because my brother was a dick. So my older brother had already beat I already saved a princess. And I just really wanted on my Nintendo for me to have saved a princess. And the little boy offered to do it for me. And I was like, nah, it won't feel as good. And I just couldn't do it. I was always dying. I love video games, but I kind of, I'm, I'm really not a fan of any video game where I have to jump because I'm like the worst jumper. I don't have that hand-eye coordination for that type of shit. And so I kept dying and kept dying. And like, finally, one day I was at the Yak and they were playing Nintendo And I was just like, I'll try it. And I tried it and I fucking beat it. And I just felt like on top of the fucking world, on top of the fucking world. But it wasn't even on my Nintendo. It was on, you know, it was on the activity center Nintendo. And like my brother didn't believe me. God, it was hard. Why the fuck am I talking about this? You know, someone said... They could deal with the with the loss of spelling T as long as I opened every pie pumpkin with 30 minutes of just like off the top bullshit talking. I can't believe you guys like that. <laughs> I really can't. I cannot believe people like it when I just get on here and start talking about absolutely fucking nothing. <sighs> okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I was talking about this because I just found out on Twitter that fucking Mario and Luigi are twins. This definitely feels like how all Harry Potter's always being rewritten over and over and over and over again. Yeah. How Twitter, the author, I'm forgetting her name right now. I want to say J.K. Simmons, but that's not her fucking name. Um, J.K. Simmons is an actor that's in The Closer. And I'm rewatching The Closer on Amazon Prime. 
anyway, um, how like she keeps trying to rewrite it over and over again. She'll be like, oh, this character that is definitely in every page of this book. And I never mentioned it. Asian. I just didn't think I I had to mention it. And I'm like, what? Which is like, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like she's revising it afterwards. And I feel like that's what they're doing with Mario and Luigi. I don't think they're twins. So let me get off of this because actually get to the fucking episode. I'm just going to um, skip episode nine of Flavor of Love season one because I'm not going to do a fucking recap show. I'm not going to recap a recap show. And I'm, I'm going straight to episode 10, which is where he makes the decision. Because remember, it's just hoops in New York left. Um, pumpkin spit all up in New York's face and then got bowled into the camera last episode. And now they're going off to Mexico. And the show picks up with hoops. Well, first of all, they definitely have to go back and show us the spit again and again and again. But Hoops is also telling Flav that if Pumpkin spit on her, she would have whooped her ass. And I believe her. I feel like Hoops has taken a lot of disrespect on this show. People call her a man. They've called her transvestite. They call her a lesbian. I mean, now I think about it, it was all New York calling her all those things. So that's something to think about. But I just believe someone spitting in her face would have been the end of that. And New York says she didn't do anything because she wanted to get her clock. She didn't want anything. So it's the middle of the night and the girls are going to the airport walking hand in hand with Flav through the airport. And what a shoot that must have been. Imagine being in one of those girls' shoes. You, Flav, and his other girlfriend <laughs> are going to the airport. And they end up in Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. Am I saying that correctly? I've never been to Mexico. Um, the name of the resort was mentioned, so I'm assuming they got it for free or for very little. Like, actually, now that I think about it, they, show, they mentioned that resort a lot, and there was, like... Um, establishing shots of the of the resort name and shit. Pretty sure they got that shit for free. New York is saying she never really liked hoops. They need to avoid each other. How? How the fuck are you going to avoid each other? You're essentially on vacation together. You're sharing a room. They have two queen beds in one room. Now, the room's pretty big. Like, the room would be considered big if you were just sleeping there with, like, your partner or whatever. But I don't know. but it's small with the two of you. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, like if that was you and your friend, you'd be like, oh, we got a nice room. But you and some girl you don't even like who's also competing for this dude, that's not a big room. Is this how they do it on The Bachelor? Is this how they do it on The Bachelor? Y'all let me know shit. There's already friction because they have like 30 minutes to get ready and New York is all on camera going like, I can't get ready to go anywhere in 30 minutes. And I don't understand why not. She's got a weave. So for the most part, she's not doing her hair. I mean, she brushes her hair all fucking day anyway. I don't know why she'd have to do it then. And she's not, again, by today's makeup makeup standards, she's not putting on a whole lot of makeup either. So why does it take her so long? Is it the cigarettes? I don't get it. And... Flav's getting nervous. He's out there waiting for them. And he's in a lime green oversized suit with a ton of sequins. The sequins are all colorful. And they make the shape of flowers and butterflies. And then he has this huge sombrero. I mean, he looks like he took longer than 30 minutes to get ready. Although I doubt that. I doubt he even showered. Okay, so they sit down. They finally get out there. 
New York, oops, Flav, they all sit down. Flav starts doing like a really shitty, a really shitty Mexican accident, accent, excuse me. Well, I hope it was an accident. And the closed captioning calls him on it. The closed captioning is like, bad Mexican accent. And the girls think it's funny or they think they should laugh, which is two different things. Um, he tells the girls he's nervous because he has two genuine people there and he's got to hurt somebody's feelings. And Hoops calls New York fake right at the table and says she wants to be there for TV. And she says that New York will come upstairs after fighting and brag about starting arguments. And she just can tell that she's fake. And when it's New York's time to talk, she waves her cigarette around. I'm just, she waves her cigarette around and says she's not the athletic type. And I just wanted to fucking laugh. He's just like, you know, I'm not really an outdoor girl or athletic type girl. Like, she looks ridiculous. And the show, I guess, thinks she looks ridiculous, too, because they do a montage of her smoking and, like, rubbing Vaseline all over her body and just, like, I don't know, just <laughs> standing out on the balcony in a negligee with her tit with, that they have to, like, they have to, like, uh, blur out her tits. I, <sighs> basically, Hoops in New York start to argue, and Flav is looking lost. He, he says that he doesn't like to see people fight and he thinks it's childish. And I'm like, this whole fucking concept is childish. Why are you at lunch with two women that you've been making out with for two weeks telling them you're going to choose one of them? The girls keep arguing and finally Flav just goes, man, oh man, oh man. And then he tells me he's going to go on individual dates with each of them and then he gets up and walks away. And... I just, again, I like his fucking nerve. The nerve of him to be annoyed that there's all this messy ass shit going on the table when you brought the messy ass shit here. What do you mean you don't like it when people fight over you? Then why would you bring them to the table together like this? And I know what he'd say. He'd be like, Miss Princess, you know, that's what I had to do. The producers told me to just meet him over there. You know I'm not in charge of this fucking show. Yeah, Flav, I fucking know. I fucking know. I'm just saying, I hate these scenes where you're like chastising people for being messy when you are the messiest person at the fucking table. That's all. Um, Hoops is brushing her teeth and wearing a do-rag. And oh my God, it has been so many, many, many moons since I've seen someone wearing a do-rag, non-ironically. Like... People used to put on two rags and bejewel them. They used to just like, they'd be a part of your outfit. <laughs> if you don't believe me, go back to uh, Jennifer Lopez's I'm Real <laughs> video. <sighs> I'm real in a do rag. Yeah. Or Nelly's Ride With Me. Was it Nelly that did Ride With Me? If you want to go and take a ride with me. Yeah, that's Nelly. Um, go back to that. People used to wear durex all the fucking time. New York's date is first. They get a flavorgram that tells them that, um, New York's really happy about that. Cause she's basically like, I'm going to get the first black at him. It's going to be more memorable. Cause I'll be the first one. And hoops is like, basically, you know, I'm glad I'm not, I'm glad I'll be the last one with him. Cause then I'll be more memorable. And they don't say this to each other because they're not speaking to each other. I don't get it. I don't know how they could be in that room and not speak to each other. Actually, yes, the fuck I do. I know how they could be in that room and not speak to each other. But it had to be... 
I don't know. It had to be weird to just be stuck there. And most of the time you're there, you're not filming. So you're just laying around. People are bringing you food. You don't have a phone. I don't think they let them watch TV. And it just like... And if you actually had someone to talk to, it would be fucking easier. So New York and Flav go on a boat. Actually, New York walks up to the boat to meet him. Flay falls off the boat and is like hanging there by the side. And she's like, don't worry, babe, I'll come and get you. And he's like, I got it, I got it. And he kind of swings back and then he runs down and grabs her. And I can't tell if it's fake or not. I really can't. But it seemed a little fake. I don't know. But then I'm also like, I don't know that Flavor Flav has like amazing upper body strength that he can say to a producer, no, listen, listen, listen. I'm just going to hang from here and it's going to be really cute. Don't worry, I'm not going to fall. I don't know. They confused me. So they get on the boat and they make out and do whatever. It's gross. When the two of them, the smell I smell when I see the two of them making out is disgusting. Flav said he wants to do athletic outdoor stuff with her because she isn't an outdoor girl. Why? Why? Why would you want to take someone who's not an outdoor girl in a canoe? They keep falling out. They can't even get off the beach part. She's like soaking wet from falling out. You know what? I don't think Flav's an outdoor girl. He's falling out too. I just... That phrase outdoor girl reminds me of my niece. And I used to, you know, when she lived with us, I put my boys in her outside. I'd be like, you guys go play outside and give me some time and, you know, either clean up or just give me some space. And then one time my youngest son, he came knocking on the door and he was like, Madison's crying. And I was like, I look out there and she's just like entangled in the fence. <laughs> like she's caught. And I'm like, Madison, what is wrong? She goes, I'm not an outside girl. I'm just not. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Same, but okay, come in the house. And that's what I think of New York. Like New York, that's not what she does. So why would you make her? Like, it's not the makings of a date. In fact, I don't think, like I said, I don't think Flame's an outside girl either. So why? I don't fucking know. All right, so they go to dinner on the beach. Flav tells New York that he knows that she was down for him. And she he's known it since that night that she slept on, like, the edge of the bed while Pumpkin and, and Hoops cuddled with him. And she just slept there all night. Okay, Flav. And so they talk about what happens next. And Flav says that marriage is a big, big step that can ruin your life. And New York agrees that marriage shouldn't be rushed. And Flav loves that. He's, like, eating this shit up. And she starts to cry into a cigarette and says, this might be the last meal that they have together. And she just wants the best for him. Flav then gives her a nameplate necklace and she is so impressed. It is... It is the tackiest thing I've ever seen. It looks just like the one Carrie from Sex and the City used to wear. And it was tacky when she wore it. It is... She's so impressed. And then he invites her back up to his room and she is so fucking excited to be able to go back up to the room because I remember last time Goldie went back up to the room and New York had to go back, had to sit there and eat and was like, Rawr. um, so, I mean, they do a little filming. They're supposed to have dessert up there. 
And there's dessert. And she comes out of the room in a bra and a panty set. And he's wearing a cheetah print outfit with hearts and lipstick kisses on it. And I got to tell you guys, if I saw this thumbnail on Pornhub, I would not click it. I would not. I would want no parts of whatever the fuck was about to happen over there. They spend the night together. The next morning, New York leaves the room and is crying because she loves him. And she's talking about how much she's in love and how hard this is to watch him go out on a date with hoops. Flav, on the other hand, is standing on the balcony screaming that he's a pimp and spelling it and yelling, hey, Poppy, to somebody. And they... And as New York is walking, looking sad back to the room, looking very serious about the situation, you can hear him. I don't know if this is editing or what. I don't know if this really happened that she's walking away going, that was the best night of my life and it might be the last night I'm with him. And he's going, hey, Poppy, pimp, P-I-M-P, pimp. Like, I don't know if that's what was really fucking happening, but that's the way the editors made it happen. And it was fucking ridiculous. So she gets back to the room. Um, Hoops is awake. But New York has a knock on the door to get in. I guess she doesn't have a key card. Or maybe production production told her to knock on the door. And Hoops does not open the door for her right away. She's just kind of like, whatever. And New York is like, she knows because I was with her man last night or with my man last night and she's jealous. And Hoops is just like, I don't really feel like letting her in. Um, And then the note comes. New York refuses to read it because she says it has nothing to do with her. I have a strange feeling. So Hoops read the last note. I have a feeling that production told her to read the note. And she was like, no, I don't want to. Because she's like, you know, I don't care about her going out to be with my man. Um, Hoops goes on her dates. And she looks sporty and cute. Um, she and Flav take turns sneaking kisses in the car. And it's a very different vibe than he has with New York. This is going to sound gross, but you guys know know that like gift that's been going around of Kobe Bryant talking to his daughter at the game and he's like explaining stuff and she's like nodding her head and stuff. I feel like Flav, I know they were kissing, but it, but it seemed more like a da- uh, daddy-daughter date. Can I? <sighs> this is so gross what I'm saying. But it felt to me more like they did get a, definitely get along in a way that a teenage girl gets along with her dad and that you guys do have fun together and you do make jokes and stuff. And it just, it, they don't match is what I'm trying to say here. And the playfulness they do have, I know that there were some like deep kissing and stuff, but most of the kisses they have are like, mwah, mwah, mwah. and it really felt like if you dialed it back like two notches, it could be some guy taking his late teenage daughter to go, to go zip lining on vacation. It really could have been, um, and that's what they do. They go ziplining, which seems like a date that Hoops actually like to go on, unlike being in a canoe with New York. And then they walk on the beach and watch the sunset and make out. Here's where they stop looking like Kobe Bryant and his daughter, by the way. Um, then they go to dinner. And I've been thinking about the fact that between the date and dinner, 
So they got to go back and change. When New York went back and changed, she, the camera caught her like taking off all her clothes. She was naked. They had to blur it out. And I'm like, where was hoops? Does she have to like stare at you awkwardly while you change into your, and you're in the middle of your whole date? I don't know. And I'm, but I feel like if New York had been in the room, when hoops had to go back and change, we would have got footage of that. Cause, cause New York would have been acting a fool. At dinner, Flav talks about how much he's feeling her and then Hoops asks about New York and what he sees in her. And Flav doesn't like it because he thinks they should focus on themselves. But, like, I get that. I get that. If we, if I went on a date with someone and all they wanted to do was talk about someone else that was on the date, I'd be like, that's weird. But this is not the normal circumstances, guys. You're literally on a romantic vacation with another woman. She is a part of this. So why are you, why are you over here like taking points off of hoops for talking about the elephant in the room? Get out of here. Um, he gives her a necklace with not her name on it. That's another thing. These, these necklaces he's giving do not have their names on them. Um, they have hoops in New York on them. And she gives him a postcard with a lot of writing on it and a novelty ashtray that's like an ass tray. And they go back to his room and Hoops makes it very clear she's not going to be sleeping with him. She says they're just going to hug and kiss. I would not. I would absolutely believe that Hoops never did more than, than kiss him. And that the kisses that she had on camera with him were the deeper kisses. I bet that when they were alone, she, she did even less. Oh, also, I looked up hoops on Instagram to kind of see what she looks like now. She looks different, but she looks the same. She looks, I would say she looks grown now. She very much looks like a little girl on this show. And now she looks like a grown-ass woman. And she definitely got IG'd up, though. She's definitely, um, she's still, you can tell that she's still, like, she's probably the lowest maintenance of all the girls she knows. But she's, I mean, she's definitely contouring. Her nose and her jaw look a little different. Um, so she's either contouring or... She's got plastic surgery. Don't ask me. I famously thought that Khloe Kardashian stopped eating carbs and got a whole new head. I really thought that for a long time, guys. I was like, oh, she doesn't eat bread anymore. That's why she looks like that. Which also should tell you how little I think it takes to get a whole new body. And I'm still not willing to do it. I was like, Khloe Kardashian really stopped eating carbs and just like, Got a whole new fucking body. And I'm like, that's awesome. And I just pop a piece of bread in my mouth because I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So maybe Hoops has had some plastic surgery. Maybe she's just contouring. Maybe it's a difference in weight. I don't know. She looks good. Uh, and she definitely looks like she's grown now. And also, um, Kara sent me Delicious's um, Instagram. I think we were talking about her last week. You know who Delicious is? She won, gosh. She won two season two or three. I'm not sure which one. And guys, Delicious got brand new fucking teeth. I think she's been like, I don't want to say she's been skin lightening. She definitely looks lighter than she did then. But sometimes if you um, start really taking care of your face and your skin um, in certain lighting, you can look a little lighter. I don't know. But she looks like she got a whole new fucking face too. But again, these shows were... 10, 15 years ago. So you kind of expect people to look a little different. 
All right. So, I mean, the show gives us a lot of filler at this point. This is how these shows are, especially on the last date, because there's not a lot. There's not enough people. I mean, it's just a lot of fucking filler. A lot of like, um, remember where we came from? Remember this? Remember that? And I'm like, yeah, I know, because I watched the fucking show. They act as if we stumbled on on episode 10 of this series at this part and was like, hmm, I wonder what this and I wonder what happened. Um, I feel like I zoned out because of all that, because the next thing I know, the girls are in different hotel rooms and I'm like, are they still in Mexico? They can't still be in Mexico. And I thought they only had one hotel room, but they're in different hotel rooms and they each get a flavor gram to get ready for their night out and they go get their hair done and get a dress separately. Like while Hoops is getting her hair done, um, New York is getting a dress and vice versa. And New York is enjoying the whole fucking thing. She loves the shopping. She loves the dresses. They all, each dress looks better and better on her. Um, she loves the hair, the, the hairdressers and all that. She loves that. On the other hand, Hoops is not. First of all, they send them to a salon that does not do black hair. And I know it doesn't do black hair because there's a white lady working there. Now, you can call me all the things you want to call me if you want to. I had a friend once call me a racist because I would not, um, I would not let a white lady do my hair. And it's because every time a white person has told me they know how to do black hair, they've been a liar. Okay? They just have. They took the two-day course in cosmetology school on black hair. And then they think they know how to do it. And so I wouldn't have, she wouldn't have touched my hair. And when she goes in there, Hoops doesn't have extensions in her hair. That's Hoops' hair. And um, she asks, uh, do they have extensions there? Or, you know, what do you want to do with it? And the woman is basically like, oh, I don't do that. The other girl does it. But then they find some extensions and start putting in her hair. And they, they look fucking terrible. The tracks look terrible. And Hoops is getting angrier and angrier. Um, New York has a head full of weave. And all they do, she gets waterfall curls, which are just the spark. She just gets it curled. And so she's really happy with it. Um, then they go get dresses. None of the dresses fit. New York is has a very different style than, than um, Hoops does. Hoops is a lot younger than New York. And even though I wouldn't be surprised if it was only like five years difference, it might even be less. Um, but um, Hoops can't find anything she likes and she's just really upset. I mean, by the time they get to the elimination, New York has been pretty womaned. She feels like this has all been for her and Hoops is about to self-eliminate. Then they get out of the fucking limos and they're wearing basically the same dress, which is production okay production fucking did that to her to them because they thought it would be like a big blow-up thing to elimination um we get this scene with Flav going to a jeweler and he's hugging the jeweler's mom and they're all familiar with each other I'm like he doesn't fucking know these people and he's getting something and um the camera doesn't show us, but when he opens the box, like all this fake light comes out of it that they put in post. And (laughs) 
closed captioning says magic sounds because that's what it's like and Flav is very excited and so we can assume Flav is about to give them another gift um now when the girls arrive at elimination and they realize they have the same dress they have them stand at the end of a red carpet and basically talk to each other and I mean they're being prompted by production and Hoops is livid Hoops won't even look at New York She's pissed about her hair. She's pissed about her dress. She's pissed they're wearing the same dress. Um, she's kind of staring forward. And New York has turned to her to talk. And basically, um, they talk about who looks better, who has the most tattoos, um, who does Flav love the most. And they're just like, you know, Hoops is handling it like a girl of her age would do. And New York is being real crazy. And finally she goes... I got to make sure I get this right. Let me make sure I look at my notes because I want to make sure I get this right, even though I'm still paraphrasing. She goes, I don't know if you caught wind to this, but Flav and I have, have been intimate. It's not sex. It's lovemaking. We didn't fuck. We made music. And Hoops starts acting like she threw up. She's throwing up. And New York is continuing talking about how love, how their lovemaking is. And finally Flav shows up. And they stopped talking about whether Flav Dick made music in New York's pussy. And he asked each of them whether they'd love him if he chooses the other one. And they both fucking lie. Because I don't know if they love him. Or they think they do. And also, why would they still be down for him if he chose somebody else? Like they're ever going to see each other again. But they lie like Miss America uh, contestants. And he keeps making them say it over and over again. Will you love, will you, do you, are you going to be mad at me? You're going to be mad at me if I picked the other girl? You're going to be mad at me? Like, and I just, I don't know. There's something so gross about that to me because the fact is in this scenario, you have the power, okay? They don't. They just have to sit here and wait for you to choose somebody. And yet before you'll make your decision, the decision you came here to do, what your job, which is to make a decision here, you are going to force them to tell you the promise that they won't be mad at you. And I mean, I know he wouldn't have picked me because I would have been like, yo, whether I'm not going to be mad at you or not is irrelevant. Make your decision. Like make your decision based on your feelings. And that's when he would have been like, all right, princess, not you. So... So, I mean, he picks hoops. That's what he picks. And New York has to pretend like she's not mad at him. He asked her if she still loves him. And she has to go pretend like she does. And they hug and kiss. And she's like smiling in this way that you smile when you just lost the fucking science fair. And you knew you were going to win because the teacher told you you were going to win. And gave you all this fucking praise. And, and you've been hyped up. And you just knew you were going to win. Guys, this one time... In middle school, there was a um, a fire safety essay contest. And I didn't write an essay. I wrote a poem. And it was a really fucking good poem. And I was just, I was just starting to get like recognized for the fact that I, I could write pretty well. And everyone loved it. The teacher like took it to another teacher to show it and asked my permission to read it for another class. And like, so we go to the assembly like a couple weeks later, my teacher was like, basically my teacher was like, you're probably going to win this. 
and I, I just loved your poem. I, I think it's such a like great use of language and theme. And like the person giving out the fucking award was like the fire chief or some shit. And he stopped me in the hallway and was like, you know, I love that poem you wrote. It's great. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to win this goddamn award. So I'm in the fucking auditorium and they have like different ones for different grades. Because some of the young grades, all I have to do is draw a picture. And they're like, and the winner of the seventh grade, um, the seventh grade fire safety essay is, and guys, I stood up. I stood up. And then they called somebody else's name. Someone who actually written an essay. And I get it. Like, one, I didn't write an essay. Two, like, n- no one had outright said, Princess, you are about to win. So get ready. No one had said that to me. And yet I stood up. They called someone else's name. And I had to slowly sit back down. I went to a very small middle school when I went to the when I the school I'm talking about was on a base um in like Virginia right where it meets Maryland and um there were seven kids in the seventh grade and there were like the my school went from pre-k to eighth grade and there were just very few kids in the school and I was also the only black kid in the school a lot of the time. It was a military school, so kids are uh, a DOD school, a Department of Defense school. So we're on a base, so people are in and out all the time. But I was generally the only black kid in the school. Every now and then there'd be some kindergartners or something. And so first of all, I was well known to begin with because I was the only black person in the school. Also, the school was small. Also, I was babysitting a lot of the younger kids. Like, I, so, like, I just, what I'm trying to say is that nobody didn't miss. Nobody missed me standing up when my name hadn't been called. Okay? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, when I tell you that I recognize that look on York's face, it's because she looks like. She just thought she was going to win the fire safety essay contest and she stood up and they called some other girl's name who did not have as good a piece as she did. And she's like trying to play it off and trying to play it off. And she has to kind of walk out and, um, she goes to the limo so we can drive around a block and put her in a van to go to the airport. Meanwhile, Hoops is laughing so hard and she's tongue tied. Guys, I don't think Hoops thought she was going to win. I don't, I think Hoops went on this as a like, well, let's see how it goes kind of thing. And then realized that she was going to have to be on this show. And I think that like she never thought she was going to get to the end. I really think that she enjoyed hanging out with Pumpkin and the other girls. And she's, she's, you know, she's an athlete, so she's got to be, at least a little competitive. And I bet there's a bit of competition to it that she was like, I'm going to stay here as long as possible. But I do not think she thought she was going to win. Um, and then Flay pulls out some gold fronts, which is what he got from the jeweler and presents it to her. And again, when she opens the thing, they do the magic sounds and the, the, uh, 
the lights coming from the from the package and she puts them on and then has to make out with them. And we end up, the show ends with Hoops, the editors like mashing up Hoops talking shit about New York and New York crying in a limo. New York, Hoops is basically like, I hope, you know, she is happy to win, but I don't think she's happy to win Flavor Flav. I really think she's so happy that New York lost. And so she's like, I hope New York is crying, 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 crying. And I hope she drinks herself to death. And I hope, yeah, I hope, I hope she, you know, dies in a gutter. That's basically what she says. And again, they're interspersing this with New York, like being like, oh my God, it just hit me. Oh, oh, I'll take a drink. I'll take a whole bottle. Give it to me. Yo, did he really just kick me out? Yo, did that just happen? I mean, he's there. She's there and I'm here. Like it was really like to the end, New York was like doing her best uh, comedy show in the Catskills. <laughs> so yeah, and that's the end. That's the end. Um, but it's not the end of this season of By Pumpkin because we still have a, um, a reunion to get through. And I'm really excited because the reunion's like, I love a reunion on these shows because you get to see, well, none of, no, none of them have seen the show at this point in the show. And it's by the reunion that they have seen the episodes. And I really like it when people try to settle scores and everything. So next week, that's what we're going to do. And that'll be the last episode of this season of Buy Pumpkin. And we'll have some really cool announcements about what the next season is going to bring us and how we're going to handle that. And that's it. Guys, make sure you go follow me at Okay Then Princess and Buy Pumpkin Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Okay Then Princess on Twitter. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.